0: Welcome to another episode of The Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss nursing standards for jail, automating disinfection processes in the United States Court of Appeals, new ruling. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 100 for the week of August 30th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is V97.21XA, or Parachutist Entangled in Object. Initial Encounter.
1: Initial Encounter? (laughs) Because I had several. I didn't know that
0: Parachutist was a word, I love it. It might be my new favorite word. Oh
1: man, when I see Initial Encounter, I think of like... You're parachuting, you get, like, tangled up in it, you get free, you continue parachuting normally, you get tangled up again, that's not your initial encounter.
0: <laughs> We're only, re- this only applies to the first time that happens. Yeah, it's exactly right. It's just like, it's like, it's like that scene in every, like, movie where there's a someone who falls out of a, an airplane and then hits a tree and then keeps going down all the way. That's exactly, <laughs> it exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. But it's just the initial encounter of it, right? So right. the subsequent branches that they hit sure. on the way down are a different code. Different code. Right. I'm sure we'll find that sometime. Initial so, branch. That's <laughs> initial <gonna imagine>. branch. <laughs> Her she just hits branch. Initial encounter. Anyways, happy 100th episode. Wow. Wow. What a day. What an honor. What a day. What an honor. What yeah, what an honor. True honor. A true honor to be here for our 100th episode. Anyways, let's get into the news. First up, we have Turning Over a New Leaf. A new company will be providing nurses 24-7 for inmate health care at DeKalb County Jail in Tennessee starting in September. Although it will cost more on the front end, Sheriff Patrick Ray recommended that the county sign in on the fast access of Chattanooga to provide 24-7 nursing care at the jail. He formally made the request at the Health Education and Public Welfare Committee meeting on Monday, August 9th. The committee voted to recommend that the county commission enter into a contract at an annual cost of three hundred and seventy-seven thousand. Oh, that's something. It's <laughs> good news. Yeah, good news. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I, guess yeah. I mean, if you're an inmate We're at published. the ju- at the jail, it's always that's a good sign.
1: Yeah,
0: it's also a county jail, which is good because there's been a lot of you know debate about private. Prisons recently, sure. In po- in the last presidential race specifically, um, so you know if if Tennessee is a supporter of that, you know push away from private county jail or yeah. private jails, then that makes sense for for the pol- the politician to make that move. Yeah. But overall, providing healthcare access to prisoners is probably a good move, right? Especially twenty four seven access. That's mm-hmm. that's I don't know. I don't know how many nurses there will be. Right. Um, I don't know if they'll, what type of nurses they will be. Like, are they going to be newer nurses mm-hmm. or more experienced nurses? Either way, I guess it doesn't matter. But, I mean, you know, it just makes it that much more appealing to become a nurse because it's more demand for you as a nurse. Absolutely. And there's already not enough nurses in the world, Albert. No, I agree with you. So. I agree with you. Very expensive, so let's though. Let's put them in jails. Very expensive. What the nurses in jail. Put the nurses
1: in jail. The nurses in jail. Oh, <laughs> wrong headline. Sorry. <laughs> New meaning of clean. UV Clean is a newly developed automated self disinfection solution to enhance disinfection protocol for frequently touched objects and high tech services at hospitals and healthcare facilities. The device offers the healthcare industry a no touch infection prevention option for point of care nurse stations. Laboratories, pharmacies, and examination rooms. Additionally, it helps prevent health related employee absenteeism and presenteeism in shared clinical and non clinical workspaces.
0: So, this is a device, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. A newly developed automated self disinfection solution to enhance disinfection protocol for frequently touched objects mm-hmm. and high tech. Is this just oh, no. hand sanitizer? No, no, that's what I'm wondering. That, that uh, definition was put together by a committee. It sounds sure. really cool, right? I don't know if it is as cool as it this sounds. Hand sanitizer, <laughs> but it's cool that you know hospitals are continuing for look to look for new ways to a, keep people clean.
1: I mean, it's it's described as a device, which makes yeah. me think it's some sort of like spray gun type thing.
0: Like, yeah, that could be it. I don't know, or it could a device could just be a dispenser. sure you're right you're right you're right as someone who works in marketing you gotta be careful with the with the how they how they phrase things. but you know if it's actually a device it's pretty neat um you know anything that they can do to keep hospitals clean considering how dirty they usually are is good um there was a there was a, a story a long time ago of people getting dysentery at hospitals so uh yeah that was scary but you know good luck with uv clean i guess
1: I know. I'm, I'm looking it up now I'm trying to see there oh it's kind of what it
0: looks like it's like a weird thing oh it's like a light yeah so that explains the ultraviolet yeah <laughs> i had a feeling there was, might have been something with ultraviolet yeah but you never know so it looks like a light that goes so if you ever played game boy yes back in the day a worm light yeah that's what it is it's a, it's a worm light for touch devices <laughs> this is pretty great i like that that's yeah. sweet honestly you should google it if yeah. you're listening that, yeah that's a cool thing i you know i've turned a new leaf <laughs> on uv clean to there reference the last story So, <laughs> next up appeals court ruling amn versus aya the united states court of appeals in the Ninth Circuit, has ruled in favor of AMN Healthcare against AYA Healthcare. AYA filed a lawsuit because of the language in the contract that prevented subcontracting staffing firms from soliciting AMN employees. The situation initially began over six years ago when AMN originally sued AYA in an attempt to prevent AMN recruiters from joining AYA. Limiting their mobility in the travel nurse industry. AMN's strong arm tactics did not work, and AAA vigorously defended itself and its employees. In its opinion, the Court of Appeals wrote that AAA did not prove that AMN's non solicitation agreement had a substantial anti competitive effect that harms consumers in the relevant market. The court also rejected a claim for retaliatory damages because it said no evidence was presented of a Quote cartel or concerted action when the subcontract and deal between AMN and AIA was terminated in 2015. So if you have no idea what I just said, basically two healthcare organizations went at it because of staffing disagreements. Yeah,
1: that's so, what I'm gonna say. Like I'm gonna need to unpack this enough. The... <laughs> yeah, Travel there's, there's a lot of references. Mystery. There's a...
0: a lot of A's, a lot of you know yes. M's, a lot of N's. A lot of aas and AMNs, it's travel nurses. So, <laughs> I'm going to make it a little bit more complicated, right? Aa got it. Got lost against AMN. Mm. So basically, AMN will not be able to make amends with oh, A. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, you're right. You not make that. You made it worse. You made it worse. <laughs> Yeah, so travel nurses. That's basically it. There were staffing issues with travel nurses. All right. So, you know, take that as you want. Sounds nice. Well. Uh, Glad that, you know, the law is still in play with healthcare. Yes. It's important. It's important. Anyways, let's get on to our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H. Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach for where we talk about the latest breaches all across the world. Albert, take it away. <laughs> okay,
1: back to school breach alerts. Life360 launches free data breach alerts to support families this back-to-school season. With many families continuing virtual learning as kids head back to school, the time children spend online will increase, leaving families vulnerable to identity threats. In fact, 32% of families across the U.S. have experienced identity fraud, according to the recent Life360 survey. Unlike other identity theft protection services, data breach alerts by Life360 provide families with cyber protection. They're the only family focused dark web monitoring service offered completely for free. Members have a complete view of their family's breaches and next steps to secure their information
0: just by opening the app. Th- did I just record an advertisement? Because <laughs> I think that's you did. 100% what that sounded like. <laughs> I, think, I think you did. We are not sponsored by Life360, although their marketing department did a good job. Making themselves sound like a very interesting and affordable and high tech hmm. identity protection services, hmm. which basically that's all that is. Yeah, family focused, dark web monitoring, free and- data breach alerts you to know? support families respect right. to school season. Right. So there was a couple of breaches back in the day that related to families uh, in schools in particular. Uh, I don't remember which particular university it was, but there was there was probably a handful. So, Life360 decided that they were going to take that opportunity upon themselves and offer this free data breach alert, which is honestly probably an intern who's just researching data breaches like we do on a weekly basis. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See? And then alerting them through an app, right? So, no, not not we're not sponsored by them. It's neat that they're taking an opportunity like this. But the cool thing, the cool takeaway from this as well, interesting at least, is 32% of families across the U.S. have experienced identity fraud, which is bad. bad. But that's also a survey that's provided by Life360. So, take that with a grain of salt. Right. Next up, AT&T denies breach. Telecommunications company AT&T has trashed claims that the personal data of 70 million of its customers has been stolen by the threat actor, Shiny Hunters. On an underground hacking forum, Shiny Hunter shared a small sample of its data they claimed to have swiped from AT&T, and the threat actor also offered to sell the whole database for the price of $1 million. Researchers at Restore Privacy analyzed a sample of data shared by the threat actor. The researchers said that they cannot yet confirm that the data is from AT&T customers. However, everything they examined appears to be valid. They believe that Shiny Hunters has access to customer data including names, phone numbers, physical addresses, email addresses, social security numbers, and birth dates. What a bargain. It's Seventy a million, million. Do- <laughs> Yeah, I was just about to say that. Seventy million customers data for one million dollars. It's
1: like this the scene in Austin Powers where Dr. Evil's like, one million dollars and everyone's like, uh Should you ask for
0: more? Like, that's exactly what it is. That's what's happening here. Shiny Hunters needs to Step up his... They're bargainers, you know? That's true. They're like resellers. They are, yes. They're like, yeah. So He's you know. the dollar general of uh, <laughs> of the... Uh, Shiny hunters. Of uh, threat actors. I love the names the hacking. of hacking organizations. Mm-hmm. Shiny hunters. There was another one called Lizard Squad. Yeah. It's pretty wild. They're very creative. You got to give it to them. But, sure. you know, goes back to, you know, if you think that you're being breached by at t it's unconfirmed. Right. Of course AT&T is going to deny it until it's proven that it's 100% accurate because mm-hmm. that's safe space for the organization and they're a massive company. But hopefully the at, the information is inaccurate in, in and they're bluffing, but right. it doesn't seem like they are in this case, but who knows? You got to follow this de- this this story for more information. Um, but social security numbers, that's bad. But it also goes back to what I've said before where it's like there's so much information here that there's it's going to take more time to go through the information and actually steal these people's identity than it will. It's like everyone gets breached, right? So it's like it's almost it almost like it feels like it gets to the point where everyone's going to get breached, no matter what. There's nothing you can do. Oh well,
1: right. That's kind Which of how sucks. it feels. Yeah. It's like
0: post. It's like dystopian. It is.
1: Also, you'd think for a million bucks, AT&T could have made this go away already. They could have just been like, here you go. like We've got
0: this like... Yeah, they're like a monopoly. Ca-
1: yeah, it's like petty cash. Like, here, just take this <laughs> from, petty or, cash. from the They should just buy the database. Right, right. Just, <laughs> no, no, we'll buy that back. There you go. Thank you. Take a million. Be on your way. All right. And lastly, the police get hacked too. An untold number of private citizens are on alert for identity theft more than a year after Halidon police... In New Jersey, experienced a hack of sensitive data on their computer network. Officials would not answer questions about the incident this month. In a letter dated August 12th from Paladin Police Chief Angelo Danielle, recipients were told that their names, driver's license numbers, and social security numbers were kept in, an, in the affected databases and that they should be vigilant against identity theft and fraud.
0: Ah, my favorite word. Stay vigilant. Yeah, gotta vigilance. stay vigilant. Always. Always. Always vigilant. I mean, that'd be a good product name. Video. Ooh, that would be a good name. That would be a good name, yeah. Uh, so police. Yikes. I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, getting hacking a municipality, it mm. sounds really scary, but there's a lot of small municipalities oh, out there, I'm so sure. it doesn't surprise and me. And they probably don't have advanced cybersecurity anyway. Yeah. I've never heard of Halden, New Jersey, so no. it might be a small town. It's just Doris on the computer making sure that McCashie <laughs> <Nick> <laughs> <Yes>. is She's <laughs> updated. She's been working there for 30 years. Yeah.
1: Everyone loves her. Every time that little thing pops up in the corner, she doesn't. She hasn't like, updated Update she just Since the the like, nineties. just like oh, and, like, <laughs> and just clicks out of it
0: so that it moves on. Uh, but yeah, that shouldn't <laughs> happen. Update your 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 virus protection software because that's one of the biggest ways that people get into and hack your organ or your device is by not updating your your software. So um, I like that the police chief said to stay vigilant against identity theft mm-hmm. and fraud. Uh, obviously, they got to figure out what what's more information about what happened and who was breached uh, if it, it okay here's an ethical question if the breach happened and it was only prisoners information would you be upset yes sure sure, sure. 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 Still although could you <laughs> what if in an in another dystopian future wow you are if you're sentenced as a uh a criminal mm-hmm. or a felon. Sure. Your information, some of your sensitive information gets published to the public. Like your health records. Ooh. That's wild. That is wild. But is it that big of a deal? Like if if you smash the mailbox, instead of doing like community service, mm-hmm. you just people just publish your health records. <laughs> I feel like that's way worse. Like, that's not worse. Publishing any sort of like private information
1: would be know, way no. worse. Just put me out on the street, Just man. throwing ideas
0: out there. I'll, you see, know? I'll pick up trash. I'd be a very creative no. judge. I'd that's be what a I'm very judge. <laughs> Yes, he would, And that's it for this week's wrap-up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Matt Moneypenny. I'm Albert Benastelli. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bandage podcast produced by eTactics.